everybody. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 96 on November 24, 2021. My name is Sarah, and I am here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Feeling a little sleepy. Might need a coffee later. We'll see. Mm, I can hook you up. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but you have something to do tonight now, so I'm sure that makes you excited and willing to stay up. Yeah. Uh, I just recently, like two minutes before we came on to this podcast, I was reading online about, um, I came across a, an article about uh, Solar Opposites, you know, that uh, TV show that I watched uh, earlier. You binged this. it. I was only eight episodes per season, well, half an hour each. I didn't take that long to binge it. But yeah, um, that's from like Justin Roiland, the creator of Rick and Morty. Right. He created his own little spinoff show. It's on. Uh, it was on Hulu in the U.S. and then Disney Plus picked it up. On Thank our goodness end. for you. So I saw the article online saying that they released a holiday special today, and I was hoping that meant it would also be on Disney Plus, which it is. So. Oh, is it Thanksgiving or like Christmas holiday? It's for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm so. very excited to watch football all day tomorrow too. No, I don't know about that. Some of those matches. Hey, I have people in two games, so yeah. I have legit Nobody, reason to watch. Nobody's born to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving for years. <laughs> I, I'll keep it on as background noise. Considering I had no power today and couldn't do anything, I appreciate having background noise. <laughs> That's true. So you don't know it, you know how much you miss it until it's gone. Well, I guess we can start off with, in terms of stuff we've played or watched recently. I'll start off with, uh, since I just saw a movie yesterday. In you the did. Theaters. Went with a few buddies to see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And how was it? It was good. Uh, I'm not... I was going to say, it's not like I'm not the target demographic. Like, I watched the original Ghostbusters movies, like, in the 90s, growing up as a kid. I didn't watch them a ton. I know the references, though, and I've, I've seen them fairly recently, like, maybe four or five years ago. I remember watching at least the first one. The second one I haven't seen for a while, but... Um, so, I, I knew going into this one, there's going to be a lot of references in in this movie right there's a lot of cameos don't spoil how or when they show up but uh yeah it definitely pulls on the nostalgia <laughs> of the original <laughs> ghostbusters um but it's all new cast like i mean obviously it's so it takes place in modern day 2021 so it's like i think it's set 35 years after the second one okay so uh it picks up with um like one of the one of the ghostbusters the original ghostbusters actors harold ramus passed away i think in 2014 or something mm. so um, so obviously his character's not returning as a cameo in this one, but uh, so they, they, they worked that into the plot. Like his character died in the film, so his family, his daughter, granddaughter, something like that, they all moved back to, what was it, Springville or something, some Midwestern <laughs> place. I can't remember what they, okay. Generic nameville. Summer, was it Summerville? Maybe it was Summerville. Oh, that's even better. But uh, yeah, they take over his, you know, dilapidated old house that he, you know, everybody's like, he's kind of like the joke of the town. He's like, oh yeah, that crazy dirt farmer guy that, you know, no one knew anything about. and. Mm. But it turned out he was still running the Ghostbusters thing on this. He was still tracking ghosts in this area, which is why he came back to this this rural area to track ghosts. Okay. Because like, apparently part of the plot is that all the ghosts that left New York City, like back when the original crew in the 80s, you know, you know there had many ghost sightings for years, so he went back to this other rural place. Anyways, I'm not going to spoil the whole plot. Um, it's definitely... Uh, the way it's filmed was very interesting. It, at some points, it felt like a throwback to those like 80s, 90s Steven Spielberg type films where, you know, you have like, kids riding around on bikes in these rural mm-hmm. towns felt kind of like you know like the like the it films kind of okay. get a feel for that kind of rural atmosphere but uh the movie takes a while to get going um like it's, it's a two-hour movie and i'd say it takes a good hour before really any ghost stuff happens mm. the first part of the film is really setting up the but the but the the family dynamic is still good like the i'll say the one actor that really stole the show was the main like thankfully the protagonist the young girl um Phoebe her name is Phoebe in the film 
Phoebe Spangler, and uh, she's played by, I think, a girl's name is McKenna Grace. Is this her first gig? No, no. She's had other gigs, but this would probably be like her first big one that really mm, puts her on okay. the map. I think she's like 15 in real life. She's playing, okay. like, playing like a 12 or 13-year-old in this movie. Close enough. <laughs> but uh, Rachel McAdams kind of did the same-ish. Mm. So. No, she was really good. Because when you have that character, like her character is basically like the know-it-all nerd who's mm. like antisocial because she's just like like science and and you know it's easy to make that character unlikable on paper and very grating <laughs> like you know the, the the nerdy one who's yeah. just better than everybody but she played it really well and her character is actually pretty likable um and it also helps too like in terms of like she has a lot of screen time with um paul rudd is in the film okay he's playing he plays a like a science teacher or a, he's a seismologist but he's teaching like mm. summer school in this film so he's uh they run into each other because she's going to the summer school thing and then he really he reveals that he was like really big into following the ghostbusters when he was a kid mm. like in the 80s in real life so uh so she and he finds out that she's the granddaughter of you know so and so one of the ghostbusters right. so they they team up to do some ghostbusting uh <laughs> action yeah no it's, it's a good film the special effects are really good um it didn't like overstay its welcome. Like the pacing was fine. I just I don't know. Like, I ended up I watched like, everybody that I like, the guys I saw the film with. I think were much more Ghostbusters nerds than I was. So they really liked the film. Oh, I like I ended the film with a smile on my face. I'm like it was a good film. I liked it. But would I watch it again? Probably not on my own. If someone wanted to watch it with me, sure. I might watch it if it's on streaming one day. But mm-hmm. I'm like I go out of my way to see it again probably. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean I saw it on a Tuesday cheap night for like six bucks. So you can't beat that. Right? <laughs> I mean, sure. It's just nice to go to the theater. So. You would say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just thinking, too, about something we started watching together recently at home. Yeesh. Uh, we're only two episodes in. I believe it's an eight-episode miniseries. But um, I like it so far. I don't know what your impressions of it are. I also do. I'm very intrigued where it goes. So the show... Do you know what the show is called? Uh, no idea. <laughs> I didn't think you did. So the show is called Dope Sick. Dope Sick? Is that one it's word it's or actually, two? It's one word. It's actually... It is a it is a terminology. It's not just like a meetup. Is that word. what you... Is that how you refer to the... It, we, I, don't, I don't think we've gotten to that episode yet, but I've seen like things on YouTube where people in the character or characters in the show talk about the the medical terminology for I guess when you get addicted to opiates like oxycontin, they call it dope sick. I've never heard that term, yeah. but yes, it is about oxycontin. <laughs> yeah, and it, the the film, I mean, the film, sorry, the miniseries, it, it jumps over the timeline quite a bit. It, I think it goes back as early as '96 usually is when. The, most of the action or not action most of the plot so far takes place in the late 90s but then it also jumped forward to like 2003 2005 ish yeah basically it's, it's it's kind of the whole scope of oxycontin the, the well, inception the, of it yeah, the introduction of the drug um yeah. and then like the in between of people taking it and starting to get addicted to it and then the end was res- like and then um the investigation that happens and then the law and courtroom proceedings yeah like in the modern times it's yes. about like the pharmaceutical company being sued and yeah, so it does jump around that yeah. quite a bit. It kind of follows that, like, it's easy to make this, it's so easy to make this comparison all the time, but I can't avoid it in terms of a recent, like, film or miniseries, but, like, it kind of follows, like, the spotlight. Yeah, and that's what, that's formula. how you got me to watch it. I know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because it's, like, it's not really, it's not, a, like, spotlight is about journalism. This isn't yes. about journalism, but just in terms of the investigation aspects, yep. the way the film, the way the series is shot and the way it feels. Yep. It has that. For sure. I mean, but I mean really well acted so far I mean like yep. we're only two episodes in I mean Michael Keaton is in it just like Spotlight so big draw but <laughs> lots of other good actors in this too Peter Sarsgaard um, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of the pharmaceutical guy who, oh the, guy, the jerk Will Will, um, Will Poulter I think his name okay. is yeah yeah but yeah no, it's really good so far I'm looking forward to finishing up the series and yeah, we'll watch sure. an episode at a time we'll probably finish it by like Christmas but before yeah. Christmas yeah. no uh uh-uh. uh 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 what there are more important things to watch in December we have to finish this now 
What are we watching in December? What are we watching in December? Oh, The Witcher. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're right. We'll finish this up in the next, let's say, week and a half then. Yes, you okay. will. Just saying. <laughs> I also, I didn't realize what someone at work had pointed out to me today. Um, I've seen the ads for it for a while now because Disney Plus promotes their stuff pretty early. But mm. I guess the new like the new Marvel thing is on Disney Plus now, the new Hawkeye series. Oh, I did see one ad for yeah. it. <laughs> I think the first two episodes are out now. Um, are you intrigued to watch it or not? I do. I want to watch it. But the funny thing is, too, I think I should watch... I, I haven't got, I haven't gotten around to watching the Black Widow movie yet on Disney Plus. Oh, is that, I know, I I know that in. I know that plot ties into this I one, see. so I should probably watch that before I is watch. Is that free on Disney Plus now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. They that also put that other one on Disney Plus recently, the one that was in theaters a couple months ago, Shang Chi in the. Is it already on Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so it was like Jungle Cruise. That one. What the heck? I feel like I'm in a time warp. Like mm-hmm. they came out in theaters, and like two seconds later, it came out on Disney Plus. Yeah. So okay, I'm fine with that. They're making that price hike worth it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Do you want to talk about anything you've been playing or watching recently? Like, uh, I think the only new thing I've been playing is Pokemon. I picked up Pokemon Shining Pearl. What you thought you picked it up? When you- uh, it was a price error at Shoppers, so I used my Optimum points to buy it. I bought it yes. a couple days ago, and it shipped, and it came here. I bought it the day it came out. And it arrived the same day? No, because oh. it came out on a Friday. I got it on Monday. Okay. That's a lie. I got it on Tuesday. <laughs> you got it yesterday. Yes, yesterday. <laughs> so how is it so far? Ah, <laughs> uh, weird. How so? I don't really like the original Diamond and Pearl on DS. Like it's one of my meh ones. Um, but there's just some weird quirks with this one. Like there's two art styles. There's like you've seen Lucas play Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. where it, it looks like normal, like human sized things. Like the people are normal, the Pokemon are normal sized. They look human Mm -hmm. so that's the art style that happens in battles in this game but everything else happens in chibi form okay so it's very off-putting when they're like they're chibi and they're squishy and they look totally different and then like they go big for battles and it's like what is going on the only thing i want to know is is this like some of the other pokemon games that come out recently where when you're in the i guess we'll call it overworld when you're walking around and stuff does a pokemon follow you behind you no no and it's random battles (laughs) and i feel like the random battle meter is up to a thousand like i take half a step and i get into a second another battle well, why are you walking in the deep grass if you don't want to get into a fight because <laughs> i need to go through the grass to get to the uh-huh. next person um but the, the weirdest thing i don't know it really bothered me because i noticed like two seconds after i started the game everything is shiny like the reflection meter is through the roof like mm. i would okay if you're in like the pokemon center they clean their floors I, my reflection would shine off the nice shiny floors in the pokemon center right at home on your hardwood flooring you also see your reflection on the floor it's like why hmm. it seems like a very odd choice to specifically make you reflect off of your flooring of hardwood i don't know it really bothered me otherwise it's fine i'm really excited to get to the underground thing um that's supposed to be very addictive and i haven't got there yet you have to like unlock it first or something i guess i'm yeah. on my way to the second gym so what, who's your starter pokemon the only good starter pokemon <laughs> which is <laughs> if it's a penguin and it's water, it's mine. When do I not do, choose do, water? I was say, do you always take the water Pokemon? No, except for Score Bunny. Well, in Sword and Shield, I took Score Bunny, which was a fire Pokemon. What was the water one in Sword and it Shield? It was that wimpy... Lucas, who is the water Pokemon Sword and Shield? Sobble. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Sobble was a little crybaby look like, and I didn't want him. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the Pokemon that grew up to be a big soccer-playing rabbit. We all know no, no, no one's ever going to beat Squirtle. Nope, right? Squirtle, yeah. especially Sunglasses Squirtle, <laughs> best Squirtle. 
Um, but yeah, it's been fun. I will power so, through it. Wait, sorry, which copy did you get? Pearl or diamond? Well, your child wanted diamond, yeah. and that's the original copy I played when I was a wee lass. <laughs> so I had I got stuck with Pearl. But didn't you say you wanted Pearl anyway when we, when we read the list? Well, the yeah, day, because was... you read that I would get the original birdies, yeah, like the legendary birds. I'm like, well, I'd rather that anyways. But yes, that's what I think all I've been up to. Okay, uh, the main topic tonight, which I will admit I came up with half an hour ago while I was taking a shower. I'm very excited. I told you, you think best in shower. It's true. It is true. I zone out in shower mode. Um, this, so just so people know, this will be film slash movie or film slash TV related again. <laughs> I was going to say, two and one. So I apologize. I will try my best for December to get at least one sports and one video game topic on the docket. Well, yeah. December is always the time for the year in review anyways. No, so. it's true. Uh, you're right. There'll they be a lot, be of, there'll be a lot of lists in December. Yes. Let's put it that way. But for today, uh, I don't necessarily have a, well, I have a list, but this isn't like ranked or numbered in any way. But mm. I want to think about, I was thinking about times when I watch a TV show or a movie and you see an actor pop up and you might not, I mean, I know because I have a good memory when it comes to this kind of stuff. And most people that don't memorize every actor in the world, <laughs> You Me. know, like, like say, okay, say you're watching like Grey's Anatomy for yes. example. Like TV shows have a lot of guest stars, right? Yeah, and I have yeah. no bloody clue. I'm just like, oh, look, it's another new doctor. And you're like, he was in other stuff. It happens all the time when I watch a show. Same with Gilmore Girls. When we watch Gilmore Girls, you're just like, oh, man, I know that guy. I'm like, I have no bloody clue who you're talking about. Yes. So my point is uh, when you're watching a TV show or a movie and you, you recognize someone. Yeah. Like you, you're like, oh, I've seen that actor a million times before, but I just don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. But they always play small roles in... Like that's the reason why they get cast a lot because they're good in these small roles, right? So technically the term for that is a character actor. Now they can be, obviously I'm not saying these are bad actors by any means. There's a reason they get cast a lot is because they're good at not being typecast into specific roles. They can play sometimes. Oh, I see what like you mean. Like sometimes you might okay. cast one guy all the time in like a bad guy role on a TV show because he just plays a good villain. Okay. But a lot of times you're, the opposite. you're, a lot of the actors on this list that I have are guys that get, um, I mean, there's a few actresses on here too, but honestly in my head, it's just easier for me to come up with male actors. <laughs> I had to actually think hard to find a few female choices for this list, but, um, and that's an indictment on the industry that you just don't see a lot of female character actors because yeah, female I actors are pigeonholed into usually a couple of different roles and that's it. Like it's yeah, to... like we were talking about in the car the other day. Like, I think the opposite of what you're talking about is mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy nowadays, where she's typecast. Yeah. Where somebody opposite to that is somebody we talked about the other day with Kristen Stewart. Right. Okay. I have the topic right. now. I understand. But that. Kristen Stewart's a little more high, higher profile than the people I'm thinking of on this okay. list. I'm not thinking about like A list, like guys that are like leading men. Right. These are guys that are. Yeah. Like, I would know Kristen Stewart if I saw her right. on the screen. Except right. for as Princess Diana, because she. Like if I mentioned a lot of names I mentioned on this list, you might have heard the name before. You may even be able to place a couple of these, but I'm going to guess the majority of these you won't know until Tell me I all the grades and until I, actors that don't until know. I point out like a specific rule they did. You'll be like, okay. oh yeah, I'm that ready. Guy. I'm so, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so I have this just categorized by I just did I did it alphabetically, so okay. this isn't ranked in any way, or I just thought it'd be easier to do it this way. So, um, so the first one I have on this list, um, and and it's funny too when you think when you maybe you'll find the connection with a lot of these, but a lot of these actors are are older. Okay. Because I mean, it makes sense. You want an actor who's been around a long time in a lot of roles. I'm not choosing guys unless they're in their 20s. I'm choosing <laughs> yeah, people that are in their 50s, 60s. Like, yeah. So, anyways, the first one on this list, if we're going alphabetically here, is Ben Kingsley. Heard I've heard that? the name. I'm trying to think of what you would place him in. I'm trying to think of an easy example for you. Um, I mean, he's in a ton of stuff. And if I showed you a picture of him, he's he's an older. He's a. I think he's British. Is he an older British actor? He's he's, he's bald. He's uh, he's probably in his 60s. Uh, what's like he, okay, going back to like the, you won't know this, but going back to like the eighties, he his one of his most prominent roles he actually got I think award recognition for was he played Gandhi, 
oh. in, a, in a sort of a biopic back in the 80s. Interesting. But I like his diversity. He's in because he, he can be really funny. He can be scary. And by scary, I mean like he plays a good villain. Okay. Uh, I feel be, like he was in something recently that I charming. should know. Well, here, I'm going to show you. I mean, obviously our listeners can't see this, but I'm going to show you a picture of him. You want to hear? I'm going to hand the phone to you for a second. Do you recognize him from anything? No. No. But I, I don't get close enough to a TV to see people's faces. Yeah, I anyway. suppose that's true. Okay. So what's he been in recently? He's actually so he's actually a little older than I thought. He's 77. Oh. He is an English actor. Um, okay. Yeah. Shutter Island. Remember Shutter Island? Yes, I remember Shutter Island. He was Island. the doctor that ran the island. Oh, okay. I know yeah. Ben Kingsley then. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I think he's a, he's a great actor, but he's you know he's one of those guys that again he's not obviously and again his age he's not getting like leading roles, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah every time I see him pop up in a movie even sometimes he does like some not too many of them but he'll do some of these like you know direct to streaming direct to DVD type but he always puts in a good performance he's not just like phoning in like you know like a Bruce Willis or something. Oh <laughs> so. yeah, he who must not be named anymore. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a cool name. So when I ever he- it I, I hear it, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I know him because that's a cool name. I may not have watched it, whatever it is, but it, I- it was it was the bad guy in the uh, Prince of Persia film. I don't think you saw that. Oh, one, really? But, no, yeah. I know that has Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake. Okay. Next on the list. Now, this one might be this one. You might kind of roll your eyes and say character actor him because everybody knows the name. But really, I think if you look at his the roles he's done in the last like twenty years or so, is another guy probably in his seventies. I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure he's in his seventies. But I think especially the younger demographic, like people younger than us, wouldn't necessarily know his earlier work. But I'm going with Christopher Walken. Okay, explain. Okay, well, when I say Christopher Walken, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Bat Boy Slim. And of course, yeah, we all think <laughs> of the music video. <laughs> Um, I mean, he's he's obviously he's an he's an award winning actor. He's won awards back in the seventies, eighties. I mean, I think from the nineties on, he was not type like, he's not typecast, but like, he was always just known as like the goofy actor because you know he's got the voice, his voice, his mannerisms, the way he the way he talks. But he's a great actor. <laughs> I mean, again, he can play. He can do funny roles. Like he's I love him in Wedding Crashers. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He can do funny roles. He can do serious roles. Like a lot of times nowadays, you see him cast as like a father or grandfather of like right. a younger fancy age. You know, yeah. Um. But I, don't know, I just think like he's he always brings something to, like I said in the span of a few years if you're gonna tell me like he's in Man of Fire he's Denzel's buddy in Man of Fire okay and then he's in Wedding Crashers after okay, that okay very and, different chum- chumming it up with Vince Vaughn Nolan yeah. Wilson and then he'll be in something like um, there was a movie that came out I think what was it eight or nine years ago called Stand Up Guys where it, he was playing like a former hitman he was with like Al Pacino it sounds like a funny movie well it had there's a dark comedy okay but. I don't know. I just he's got. What's the other one that he? Oh, he did that other one recently called um, Seven Psychopaths. That was with Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson. That, uh, that was one directed by the guy who did In Bruges. It was a good one. Oh, but anyways, I don't know. I just like. But like I said, yeah. Or you go back even like the '90s. I, I remember. I remember one of my favorite roles of his. Well, two two, th- two things from the '90s that jumped to my mind for Christopher Walken. <laughs> the movies I saw when I was younger. Mouse Hunt. You remember watching Mouse Hunt? No, with, I know uh, Rat Race, but not Mouse Hunt. Yeah, Mouse Hunt. He was Chris Walken played like a crazy exterminator in that one. It's okay. a family film. And then he, uh, the other one after that, he did uh, he did a thriller where he played a bad guy. He did a thriller with Johnny Depp called uh, Nick of Time. Okay, that was a great one. Huh. And, yeah, like I mean, you go back to the seventies. Like he was in like Deer Hunter. He was in this movie with, with um, sorry, not Scorsese, with Robert De Niro back in the seventies called The Deer Hunter. Amazing film. He won an award for that. Uh, huh. But no, I don't know. I, yeah, but yeah, it's easy to point about as like the quirky fat voice in the music video. Everybody yeah. knows that. Come no, on. I don't know if anybody anymore knows oh, that. Another one, another one of Chris. I don't keep talking Chris Rock, but another one of his growing up. I think this was probably twenty or so years ago. When I remember watching this when I was like a teenager. Is a movie called Blast from the Past. You ever see that one? No. With Brendan Fraser. That was a good one. I love Brendan Fraser, but I know yeah. Brendan Fraser as the Mummy. No. What? George. George. Oh, George, George of the Jungle. <laughs> 
That's fair. <laughs> okay, anyways, moving on from Chris Rock. And here's an here's another name you might recognize. Uh, David Harbour? No. He was a sheriff in Stranger Things. Oh, he's great. Yeah. His 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 or his he's really been blowing up lately. Um, but even if you look in the last few years, some of the roles he's done, like okay, he had he had, he had a, and this is where he's I think he's a, like a true character actor. Okay. Before Stranger Things sort of escalated his popularity, like he was in the new Black Widow movie recently, he had a big role. In oh. That, but going back to like the last four or five years, he had a small role in the Equalizer, the Denzel Washington film. Okay. He played like a crop cop in that one. He was really good. Um, he had a role in that one that came on Netflix. Was it last year? The one with Chris Hemsworth called Extraction. Remember me watching that? Oh one? yeah, that was was that last year or this year? I think it was last year. Oh, I feel it was oh maybe this year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. We're gonna look out after. Okay. Um, he was yeah, he was unfortunately one one of his flops recently. He was in the new Hellboy film. Ah. Uh, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. The Hellboy role from the other actor. Oh, he was Hellboy. He was Hellboy. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um. Oh, he's something else recently too where I was just like but he's one of these guys he just yeah again oh he, funny in one of his earlier roles he had a very small role in Quantum of Solace oh, he did played he? a CIA agent I'm sorry you were in a terrible movie yeah but no but I think he's a really good actor um because yeah, he can play charming scary um violent like just he, but he hasn't done comedy-ish not uh like straight up comedy no right. but he can be funny yeah well Hellboy is supposed to be yeah yeah I think the Black Widow movie he's got some humor in that one too so got the chops uh the next one is this, obviously you're gonna roll your eyes at, at the thought of me calling this guy a character actor because obviously everybody knows him for one thing but i'm not focusing on his singular role that he's known for it's more of the body of work he did after this role mm-hmm. so i'm mentioning james gandolfini everybody knows he's tony soprano <laughs> yes for sure now after the sopranos he, had, he actually did branch out and do a lot of interesting roles what um, did you say he was going oh what was he asked to do Oh, he was after he was done The Sopranos. He was offered the role. He was offered to replace Steve Carell on The Office as right. Michael Scott's. Oh, I would probably, love probably, to not, have seen that. Not as Michael Scott, but as a different character, yeah, but yeah. to replace him as the boss of The Office. He would have been and so HBO good. actually offered James Gandolfini like four million dollars not to take the role because they didn't want it to be people associate yeah. that with him after just after The Sopranos had ended, yeah. kind of like ruin the legacy of the show. Yeah. But but no, like um, and obviously Gandolfini passed away. I think it was five or six years ago. Now it's crazy. I think we said the other day it was longer. Was it longer than that? Maybe six or seven years ago, but yeah. but um, one of his final roles he did before he passed actually he did a romantic comedy really? with uh, with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus the from like Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. They did a they, they were both like divorced. They go on you know it, it's a, like a rom com type thing, but there's it's a drama too though. There's some heartfelt moments in it where like they're both divorced and they go on a date together. They get they get set up through a friends and I think the, the I think the movie's called Enough Said. Um, he's really good in that. You see, like, his softer side come out, and, he, and he's... Because everybody knows from watching Sopranos, like, he can be intimidating, obviously. Uh, you know, he's a big figure. Uh, but yeah. he's, he can also be funny and, and heartfelt. And and actually, one of my favorite roles of his uh, before he passed, unfortunately, was, I think it was, like, 2014. He did that one... Remember that movie I always talk about called The Drop? Yeah. The Tom Hardy one? Yep. Yeah, he, he plays Cousin Marv in that film. And I love him in that film because it's like him playing against type of because unlike Tony Soprano being in charge and intimidating and the alpha in this right. movie he's very timid and like afraid of confrontation and wow. just like wants to avoid everything like and, but, but he pulls it off yeah I think and I he, remember you saying that when watching yeah. it yeah and I, I don't know I always thought and for, like I said unfortunately he passed away in his like early 50s yeah. like taken from us too young but I think he would have had many more interesting film choices ahead of him yeah. if he had because he also wanted to distance himself from The Sopranos. He didn't always want to be associated yeah. with that role, right? I just so. That's how I see him, though. Like, I just no, see I him as it's, it's scary. Yeah. 
Um, next one on the list. Um, the name you won't know, but I, but I want to quickly tell you which role I'm referring <laughs> to. Uh, this, uh, this guy's got a cool name. It's uh, John Carroll Lynch. Oh, do not know, but I'm he's ready. A, he's, a, he's pretty tall. He's a, like you saw him in person, he'd be an intimidating <laughs> bigger. Looking, well, like, like when I say, yeah, he's tall. He's not obviously built like, you know, like a superhero. Like kind of like basketball tall? We're talking. No, I mean, no, no. We're talking like six four, six five ish. Okay. But still, like, picture tall, tall. Like for a guy in his sixties, like a tall, bald, white guy. Okay. Who's a little on the heavier side, so he's intimidating. Could be an intimidating figure, right? Okay. But, uh, but it's ironic because this guy actually does play a lot of comedies, and he's got great, that great timing. Is he's he's in a lot. He's in. You see him in TV shows and stuff all the time. But one of his recent roles where he played an intimidating figure was he was the suspected Zodiac killer in the Zodiac film. Oh, you know the guy that they interrogate. The, the guy they interview at the at work. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's but he's he, he was so awkward in that role. Right. Off putting. He's good at that. He's really good though. He's in um he was in Fargo, like back in the nineties in the film okay. Fargo. He was good in that. Uh he was in oh, what was I thinking of the other day? Oh, he was in that other like kind of rob com that came out, I don't know, five, six years ago, that one with Ryan Gosling and uh, Steve Carell. Um was called Crazy Stupid Love or something like that. Okay. But, yeah. He plays in a lot of comedies and some some dramatic roles, but huh. He's I think he's he's one of those guys that I think he was on like the Drew Carey show back in the day. Really? Yeah, as like a regular. Um, oh, I've watched a ton of that show. Yeah. No, he's a really good actor. He's in a ton of stuff. Um but again, not like an A-list or anything, obviously. Right. Um next one on the list is uh this actor's name is John Ortiz. And he's um it's ironic we were just talking about the drop. He's in the drop as well. He plays the cop who's investigating the bar for all okay. the weird stuff going on yeah so he's, yeah, he's he's like a spanish like a latino actor but um he's in a lot of, like he's in he's been in a couple of the fast and the furious films as a villain like a side villain not the main villain right um he was in i actually liked his role a lot in like he's pretty diverse he was in silver linings playbook remember mm. that yeah he was so obviously that was like bradley cooper jennifer lawrence he yeah. was like the he was bradley cooper's friend in the movie Okay. The one who always wore the Eagles jersey and stuff. And oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, no, I think he's a really good actor too. He's, and again, he's in a lot of small roles in films. Um, but he's pretty diverse. Like, again, he can play villains. He can do funny roles. Being can be intimidating. So, name that you don't see thrown around a lot, but he's in. If you reckon more if you stuff saw, than you know. If you saw a photo of him, you'd, you'd be like, yeah, I've seen that guy somewhere before. Right, right, right. Um, next one this is actually one of the actors that was in that's in Dope Sick that we're watching recently. His name is Michael Stuhlbarg. Okay. Stolberg. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, he's um, he's been his 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 arc. He's been blowing up a lot in the last four or five years. Um, I kept trying. I'm trying to remember like what he started out as. But he started out. I think he got his first role in like a Coen Brothers film like a decade ago. Okay. And ever since then, he's been on the rise. But uh, so in in Dopesick, he's the um, what you would know him as. He's the um, he's the one who created the drug. Like oh, the, the, oh. Awkward, the awkward rich guy. Oh yeah. Y- oh yeah. yeah. Not nice. No. But he's in a he's in, he's got a lot of uh, he's again he's one of these actors that I'm gonna keep this like it's not like a broken record but a lot of actors on this list can play comedies can play dramas can play I can't scary see roles. yeah like I could not see that guy playing a comedy oh yeah no he, he can he can be funny he can, he can be heartfelt and like he was in um he was in that movie a few years ago that Guillermo del Toro won The Shape of Water okay yeah the, oh that, that was the, the creep alien. factor one though was that with the deaf lady yes. the alien yeah um he was in he had a really good role as a, playing the father in a movie called. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. That was okay. like a, a like an Italian... Well, it's set in Italy. Like a, a period film that came out four or five years ago. He played the father of um, the, the the kid from, from Dune, Paul. The guy who plays yep. Paul in Dune. He plays the father of him in, in this film where his son's going through 
changes in his life and he's just playing the good father figure role oh know? interesting yeah. so uh, he's a really good actor though he was on a miniseries recently with brian cranston called your honor oh which was really good uh anyway yeah busy busy yeah um next one on the list i really like this actor uh richard jenkins okay he <laughs> trying to think of he's in okay so going back to like the early 2000s he was in a lot of the he was in Me, Myself, and Irene. He was in the Jim mm, Carrey. He was okay. in a couple of those Jim Carrey comedies, like the yep. Fairly Brothers ones. He was. He was, more, more recently. He was the the dad in Step Brothers, the Will Ferrell okay. movie. He was the the angry dad in that one, which is great. Uh, but he, again, he can also do dramatic roles. He's really good at pulling off small. He he was in um, he was in a movie with Brad Pitt. Um, actually, two movies I'm thinking of. Uh, he's in a movie with Brad Pitt about four or five years ago called uh, Killing Them Softly. Plays I've like a plays a. Like a, he works for a, for a like a mafia crew. Right. He was also in a Coen Brothers movie called Burn After Reading. Oh, I know that. That's one. one with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yep. Richard Jenkins. He's really good in that one too. Um, yeah, he's just he's just like this unassuming looking actor. He's an older gentleman, you know, bald and he doesn't have a deep voice or anything. But he's just I don't know. He's in so many things nowadays. And if you saw his picture, you'd recognize from something. Right. But he can do really good. He has a small role in that movie with Julia Roberts, uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. Yep. He has a really dramatic role in that film. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorite like definition of a character actor. That he's never a leading guy, but he's always plays good in every role he's in. Right. Yeah. Consistent. Which is a point the list. <laughs> Consistent. Exactly. Um, next one I got. Um, I probably pronounced his last name wrong. Shay. Oh, I think it's pretty crazy. Shay Wiggum. Okay. Um, well, you would know him from more more recently. I know you didn't like the show, so don't roll your eyes I'm at me. Ready. But in, when you watched Homecoming recently. Oh, uh, they I watched it for a season. That's what I mean. He's only okay. in the first one. Okay. He was the guy doing the investigating. Okay. The, he just seemed like a yeah. He was like a nobody in that show. Like right. People ignored him. Yeah. But he in, but he's again like in that in that show he's very subdued. Very. Yeah. I mean he has some moments of emotion when he starts to get frustrated and stuff in the show. But yes. for the most part he's a very subdued role. Yep. But he does a lot. Like he's he had a big role in um there's the HBO series called Boardwalk Empire. I've that heard was, of that. Yeah, he's really good in that. He was in. He had a really good role, recurring role in the first season of True Detective. Okay. He's just again. He's he's again. He's one of those guys that fits the definition of character actor for me. Right. He's just always in things, doing great mm-hmm. jobs. Usually playing. Usually plays characters that are like down their luck or, you know, kicked around. Like not. Uh, like Gil. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> not as dramatic, but I know what you mean. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison. But no, he's really good in, in everything I've seen him in. Uh, uh, the next one. This one's good. Um, Stephen Root, great actor. He he comes from a comedy background, but lately he's done a lot of dramatic roles as well. Okay. Um, he. You may not know this one, obviously. I'm pretty sure you don't, actually. But a lot of listeners probably will. Office Space, film from the late 90s. The, uh, okay. Is that, yeah. what the, the, is that where the stapler joke comes yes. from? The, yes. The, he's, the, he's the guy with the stapler. The, I have watched yeah, this movie the once. Yeah, stapler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that's one of his best roles. But he was also... I think he did the... Um, I know, you don't, again, you don't like King of the Hill, but he was the voice of um, Bill on King of the Hill. You know, the bald guy. Yeah, I was going to say the bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was Bill. He was also like, he, he's been in a ton of comedies. He was in Dodgeball, like the okay. Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah. Um, he actually had a small role in No Country for Old Men, a oh. dramatic role. Obviously, that wasn't a comedy film, but. Yeah. Um, recently, he's been really good on this HBO series called Barry. Like Barry, like bur- burying people or like no, a like, person like named Barry? The, that person named Barry. Okay. Yeah. He's been on that show. Yeah, he's he's been on Seinfeld. Like he's he's on so many TV shows over the years. He was in Justified. I remember he was in oh. a few episodes of Justified. Uh, yeah, he's one of these actors that pops up everywhere, and he's always good. <laughs> Recently, he was in that movie uh, Get Out. You know that horror movie about the, the guy who uh, 
is getting married and the family like he's a black guy he's getting married to the white family and they're like sort of i don't know if i ever showed you that movie i but, don't think so you know, it's where the family like the the, the, the girlfriend keeps mar- or i'm marrying but getting in relationships with the guys and the guys get killed they go missing they get killed because the family's like kind of harvesting them oh <laughs> yeah that was a good film oh he's in that one <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um last one says i'm gonna finish off here for the for the guys and i got a few ladies to mention <laughs> um this one obviously like i said i, I couldn't help it you know how much i like justified i do yes. yes so the guy who plays boyd yes he, he, yeah his name is walton goggins oh he's been on the rise a lot the last few years Thanks especially justified. yeah it, no, well, well yes and no i mean yeah oh. he he before justify he did a show there's a show that ran for a number of years on tv called the shield yeah the show yeah he was in that he was really good in that oh, okay. but you're right justified sort of ran from like i think 2011 to 2016 or something yeah. that put him way up in the stratosphere and then because he actually got re- recognition he got cast in a couple of tarantino films recently oh cool he was in django and chain and he was in um the hateful eight Okay. So Tarantino likes him a lot. He's noticed him. Yep. Look at me, senpai. He was, he was he was the villain in the recent Tomb Raider film, which again the film wasn't good, but like he usually he used to get typecast as villains a lot, and Justify yeah. obviously didn't help with that. Yeah. But um, but lately he's been getting a lot. He was he got a role as like it's sort of a comedy role. He was in a show. I think the show's was the show canceled or it's called, there's a show on HBO I think called Vice Principals. Okay. Um, he was really good in that. It was, it was a funny role. But no, I, I like him a lot. I think he's and yeah, I've seen his I've seen like some of his interviews behind the scenes. He's just like a really down to earth guy. Right. Um, so I like that he's getting more recognition. Yep. So when I was trying to think of... Fembots. Yeah. A few came to mind. I didn't do a ton of research on this. Just, you know, a lot of these names are off the top of my head. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> a few that came to mind for me and for the ladies. Um, first one is Judy Greer. I've heard that name. Now I'm giving her credit for a couple of things. Uh, n- number one. Okay. So she was on. A, she was a recurring character on Arrested Development. She was Kitty. You remember Kitty? Oh my! Yeah. Okay, she's an archer too, isn't she? She's uh, she's um, uh, Cheryl, yes. an archer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, but she also recently she was in like the Halloween films. She's been in the last oh. couple of Halloween films. She she always used to play in in a lot of films. She always played like the romantic sidekick. Oh, okay. She would be in like What Women Want, like Thirteen Going on Thirty. She would always be in these roles of. You I, know, I can I can pick her up anywhere because of her voice. Yeah, or her voice is great. Yeah. yeah. She was in, um, she, she was on a couple of episodes of like the Big Bang Theory, I remember. Okay. Anyways, so, but yeah, she's great. Um, and I like her because she, yeah, like you said, her voice is part of what makes her delivery so good. Yes. But she can also be, oh, she was also, she was the, the mom in Ant-Man, the Ant-Man films. She was oh, in, really? She's in a couple of Marvel films, too. Yeah. Wow. She, she, she got some, she got some good roles, which is, which again, unfortunately is rare for women. And I think she's getting into her late 40s, early 50s. Like, it's rare for women to still... You know, if you're not in like if you're not a woman like in the leading role and you're not like the hot stuff in your twenties, it's hard yeah. to find like that middle ground of getting more roles. You know right. I mean? Yeah. But um, another one I want to mention. This one definitely gets a shout out for me because of Justified. In because mo- most of the Justified show, like for what it run for six seasons, I think. I think yeah. Pretty much all the villains on the show were ma- males, but in season two they had a female villain. She was. Uh, uh, the, the actress's name is Margot Martindale. Okay. And if you saw her picture, you'd probably recognize her from some... She's been in a lot of stuff, like TV shows and movies over the years. Um, but she she, and she actually won an award for her performance in Justified as, as the villain of that oh. season. She was great. Because she just played like the... She was like, you know, this Southern... Like, picture like a stereotypical, like... Um, like, say, like a... a, a no, like a 
she's she's large, a larger woman, so an overweight, like oversized Southern mom. Like that okay. bearing, like she had that Southern drawl, like yeah. that voice, you know. And she would always like berate her kids and that. Okay. So she she played that role really well in the show, where she was just like this. You know, she she pretended to be sweet whenever like yeah. you know Raylan was around, just five. Otherwise, she was just like this ruthless drug villain. Oh wow! Yeah, like, she was really that good at the turn. role. <laughs> yeah, so um, and she's been in a bunch of other roles since then. Like um, I remember liking her a lot in that, um, which is hard for her to shine through the ensemble of so many good actors. But there's that movie called August Osage County. That what? had like Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts. Oh, those are bigger names. Like a lot those. of great Ben Ben Cumberbatch, a lot of actors in that wow. film. But she's still. She, like showed Hold up wrong. in that film and, and 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 her presence was felt. So, nice. and the last one I want to mention, I'll give a shout out. You'll like this from Grey's Anatomy. You won't recognize the name, maybe unless, but the actress actress's name is Kate Burton, but she played Meredith's mom on. Oh, I know her. Yeah. Okay, she's been a lot. She's in a lot of stuff. She usually is plays. She? she usually plays authoritarian figures like judges, doctors. Yeah. Um, but she's really good in a lot of. Really, those I didn't know she did anything before. Oh yeah, no, she's in a lot of stuff. So. Oh Those are just ones that came into my mind. So can I just ask you about three names and see what you say about them? Yes. Um, uh, I don't know their names. <laughs> okay. Am I supposed to Okay. Know? You will know them. Okay. Uh the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Brian Cranston. Did you say that already? Well, I mentioned his name earlier not on this list, but I mentioned his name earlier in passing related to another actor. Oh. Like he was also in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Okay. Like I was thinking of like somebody who did something and did the total opposite and was also big in it. No, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, because he went from Malcolm in the Middle playing the goofy dad to doing like a 180 with Breaking Bad, yeah. where he was obviously a, like a drug lord. So, I don't know if that counted would like would be counted on uh, your list. Uh, before Breaking Bad, I would have said he was a great character actor, but nowadays everybody knows who he is. So, I mean, he's he's mm. he's basically a leading man at this point of his career because of Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, you I don't know. know. I don't know what he's done since Breaking Bad, though. Oh no, he's done other. He's he's doing miniseries, a couple of films. He was is in, Dexter good? The guy from Dexter? No, it's like Dexter in oh, the show. Is that a good show? I think a lot of people like that show a lot. I saw it was not on streaming. Okay. Yeah. That was that's not part of the point. I mean, I like the Dexter actor too, if you're asking. Oh, me. really? Yeah. I Mike, don't know Michael who he C. Is either. Michael C. Hall, he's a great actor. Really? Okay. Well, now there's more things to what do. What was your other name you were gonna mention? Um or, Okay. This is this is I, I, I know two roles they've done also. Okay. Um, but I think you're gonna say no <laughs> would be Heath Ledger. Well, I, I, I'll agree with you because obviously, I mean, his career ended very short. I mean, what was he, 28 when he passed away? I mean, But I think it was because he was so into his role. Yeah. It was probably to his detriment. Yeah. No, I think I think he would have been one of those actors that necessarily wouldn't have been like an, a leading man. Like, I think he would have enjoyed doing those smaller roles. I think so too. But yeah. he was in what, Brokeback Mountain before that? Yeah, he was in Brokeback Mountain. a totally different thing. Yep. I mean, um, there's like, there's like, there's a Knight's Tale, Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain. Obviously, The Dark Knight is what everybody would put him on the yes. map for everybody. The Patriot. He's in that Mel Gibson but film. But I think uh, he was definitely like living every character. Oh, yeah. No, he, he, um, would, yeah, he would disappear into his characters. For sure. For sure, yeah. And then the last one is I, I'm going to, I really have been thinking most of the time on trying to remember his name is the other Joker, the new Joker. Oh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, my gosh. There you go, Sarah. There Good you go. job. Good job. No, I, you're right. No, yeah, again, he's a great. He's one of those guys who doesn't want necessarily to be a leading man. He doesn't like the, the limelight, you know okay. what I mean? So I, he would, again, he likes doing smaller roles, which is hard for him to do nowadays because he's gotten so much recognition. Yes. 
over the last few he years. He just seems but, like his personality, like yeah. you see him other outside of Joker. Yeah. He just seems like somebody that could disappear into roles also. Mm-hmm. But I think that's who you kind of need to be the Joker. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll throw one more name in there, even though I, there's another actor who's passed away, unfortunately. But I've mentioned him probably multiple times on this podcast before because I enjoy his work so much as Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Would definitely be. I would, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of him also. He's when good you, in everything. Yeah. He's, he's everywhere. We did a whole podcast just about him. We did. <laughs> so that's so. how recognizable he is. Yep. Good. Well, that was fun. Um, I like a lot of those actors. And Who don't you like, Tyler? <laughs> so, what should the question this week be? Um, no, just, we'll just pose it this way. What are some, any, maybe any names I haven't mentioned yet, obviously, or if you want to agree with any of my names, that's great too. But <laughs> I'd love to hear, like, you know, if you're watching, you're watch, whether you're watching some miniseries right now or you're watching some movies and, you know, you see some actors pop up and you're like, yeah, I think I recognize that guy, but mm. you're not 100% sure. Maybe do yourself a favor. If, you, if you've seen a show or a movie recently where you recognize someone, you're not sure of the name, maybe go look up the, uh, the IMDb or the yes. Wikipedia try and track down the actor and let me know if it's someone you enjoy seeing in a lot of roles and I'll I'll share my thoughts on it if you want to send it to me in an email next week it's really it's funny you saying that because mm-hmm. I don't watch movies the same as you like I don't I don't recognize faces or people right I recognize voices yep so that's a fun game for me to play the IMDB game for like um, animated films to be like do I know this voice mm-hmm. and then go look it up and be like oh I know them from everything <laughs> so yes what do you think is outside of the obvious answer? And we're gonna have topic here, but outside of the obvious answers, like a Morgan Freeman or something, what do you think is like a recognizable voice? Like you hear someone's voice and you instantly know who it is. There's so many. Can be a male or a female. I know. Well, like, try not to go with an obvious one. Like obviously, like you know, you hear what do you know? It's Tom Hanks, or you hear you know Shrek. You know, it's Mike Myers. So you've seen those things before. Like say if we were watching. Um, Okay, well, yeah, like, like I was like, you know, you you know who voices like Lord Business on the Lego Movie. Uh, that's Will Ferrell. Yeah, I mean his voice is pretty recognizable, right? I mean, yes, but I think Emmett sounds like average Joe. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, Chris Pratt's voice is really anything. But he's Mario there. now. Yeah. So he has to be everything. That's true. Um, but I don't know. Um, I would say like Jack Black would be another one that I can easily recognize. Yeah. Um, I could probably do most Gilmore girl characters <laughs> from watching it so much. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, that's how I watch films. Though. I listen. Yeah. That, Cause if I can't tell the difference between a voice, I'm SOL. Right. So like I, I focus more on people's voices than anything. So I can, I can have, have a much easier time picking them out between different projects. Mm-hmm. Like video games that happen so much too, where it's like, Oh my gosh, I know this person that's been in like the past three games I've played. I swear. And I look it up and it's like, yeah, I think it's the same talent agency that uses the same people but yeah there's so many anybody in animated should have a recognizable voice I always think it's funny how like uh I was thinking of you know it's, it's easy obviously a lot of British actors are really good at hiding their accent when they do it is crazy how amazing they are but you think about I think of like the, like the last few roles that Henry Cavill has done I was just thinking of him I just watched it I just watched an yeah. interview of him the other day with his actual accent I was right. like whoa <laughs> So like, cause it, every role he's done in the last like seven years has been a, a, an accent. Like he's, he's been Superman. He was in the Mission Impossible movie. He's yeah. been The Witcher. Well, all same t- with same with Spider Man kid. Yeah. I've never heard his actual accent. True. So I, uh, yeah, those ones trip me up when I actually hear them. <laughs> it's like, like, I actually kind of feel bad. I want to see Henry Cavill use his natural accent in the film. I like, know they won't let him. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, unless he gets to be Bond. I was gonna say that. Let him be Bond. Then we will see. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. You got some editing to do. So, I know. Uh, I'm gonna get the email shout out. You can email us at whenoppositesreact 
The cat didn't like that. <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, well, um, hope you guys like the show tonight uh, and learn, got some names from it. Maybe you want to look up a couple of those names, think if, see if you've seen those actors somewhere before or actresses. Uh, or just play the fun game of trying to pick them out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hope hope you guys liked it. And um, like I said, I'll... Uh, is now, I guess yeah, next week is next week will be December first. Next week is day one of Advent calendars. So maybe next week will be a list episode of some kind. <gasps> I lo- you have to warn me before I, will, so I, I can will, make yeah. a list, or else I'm just like scrambling ten minutes before you're recording. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back same time next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We always appreciate your support. We'd love to hear from you in the in the email links or email shoutouts here. Even if you want to answer a question from the past. Sure. Yeah. No problem with that. And we'd love to hear from you guys no matter what. So uh, please, please reach out to us and we'll be back same time next week. Bye. Bye.